Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. I can't 
being authentic. Yeah, nothing that I quite haven't heard before. So I, I kind of understand a lot of those different reasons. But, you know, hey, some people say they don't want to do it for the prenup and, you know, now I got to share my life with people who or a person who, you know, is not going to commit themselves to me for very long. And, yeah, you, you're going to come across a whole lot of reasons why men say they don't want to get married. All right? All right. Well, we could not have a wonderful Monday if we did not have the switch with Shanti. Move or God's word. Yes, was the word for the week. You know, the Bible says that we should be not just hearers, but doers of God's word. Yeah, you know, you just can't hear God's word and don't make a move on it. No, you've got to actually move on God's word. You've got to live out what it is that God says. You know, people are still, after all this time, there are so many people who think that just saying thank you, God, in the morning is the best thing that they can do, but yet they don't have to live out what God is saying. You don't love God unless you're willing to keep his commandments. Now, I didn't say that. He did. So come on. Take that time and move on God's word and show him that you love him, okay? All right. Well, there was no it's due time on Tuesday, but we did get together for Wow Wednesday as Vivian gave us the socially conscious segment, and she talked about the fact that the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, is still talking about the limited time that the migrants have to be in the shelter system. Yes, he's giving families with children 60 days. He's giving single people 30 days. And yet again, I happened to look last night, and, you know, he's pushing it. He said, listen, I'm not talking about if they end up on the street. I'm talking about when they end up on the street. So he's really trying to stick to this word of this limited time. These people stay in the shelter system now. You know, I guess there's going to be that many more homeless people. Yeah. That's going to be a really sad look. Oh, my goodness gracious. And she talked about the Jersey City or Jersey City who's suing in order to stop the police from using weed when they're off duty. Yes, they want to be able to use weed while they are off duty since weed has become an acceptable and legal ability. Can you imagine that? Man, oh man, oh man. 
the ladies got to talking, and they talked about ways to show respect for yourself, and they talked about the fact that, you know, they acknowledge that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, and they cannot show respect by hating or abusing their bodies. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, come on. We, how, we, how are we showing God that we love ourselves, that we respect ourselves when we abuse ourselves? That doesn't make sense, right? Right? Well, we also talked about the fact that they're thankful for the gifts and talents and the abilities that God has given them and the fact that they're going to be a good steward over those abilities and those talents. Yeah, another way that you can, you know, show respect for yourself. Okay? All right, well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and ooh, we got to talking. The town crew and myself about domestic violence victims who don't leave because they cannot take their pets along with them. We also talked about the fact that there are actually some domestic violence victims who will endanger themselves for the sake of their animals. So you want to listen to a conversation that one was extremely, extremely interesting. Yeah, so I encourage you to go back and listen. You just may have a change of heart on either side of the fence. You know, whichever way, you know, you were sitting before the conversation ensued after the show. You may not have the same trend of thought. So go ahead and give it a listen. Definitely something that you want to listen to. Okay? All righty. Well, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all right, so we're going to uh, get this morning started, giving God thanks that we are gathered here today, and uh, we don't know what we're going to end up talking about today. But all I can say is, stay tuned and get ready. So, go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time where Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, make sure you go nowhere. Because we will be right back. I've had ADHD since I was a kid, and I just didn't outgrow it. College started off really difficult, but I took a quiz at ADHDknowledge.com and got help. 
8% of college students have ADHD, but only one in four gets help. ADHDknowledge.com aims to change that with tools and resources to help you easily manage your ADHD. I have ADHD and I own it. Get help and get your life back. Good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time. We're past the steps. And uh, it is Freestyle Friday. We get to do whatever it is we want to do today. So we're going to give God thanks that we are even together again. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week we've had here together, and I know everybody's ready for this weekend. Well, here in New York, we're about to get another rainy weekend. This is about the third or the fourth rainy weekend or at least a rainy Saturday in a row, like the third or the fourth weekend in a row. I'm like, yo, what's up with that? I don't know what's going on on the weekend that brings all this rain, but I have to tell you, I am really not uh, sad. I love the rain. I don't care whether I have to go out in it. I don't care whether I get to stay in. I love the rain. So, you know, everybody doesn't feel that way, though. But it has been some rainy season we've had. So, we are going to get our morning started. And what are we talking about this morning? Wow, I got a little bit of black history fact. Yeah, and I thought this was really, really interesting. Do you know, this is one of our who knew moments, that Leonard Nimoy... Yes, remember, he was Dr. Spock on Star Trek. Well, he fought for equal pay for his Star Trek castmate, Michelle Nichols, when he found out that she wasn't being paid as much as the rest of them. Yeah, she was being paid less than the rest of the cast. 
and he actually fought for her. Now, not only was she the only woman, but she was the only black woman. Yeah. So that was really kind of nice to hear. Yeah. It's kind of nice to hear. I thought you might like that little tidbit there. What else? Well, you know, we like to give a little entertainment news, a little celebrity news on Fridays. Well, you know, Janet Pinkett Smith has really been all over the news because she released a book, Worthy, and she's been quoted as saying a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, they've released so much information, and they've been talking about her and Will just incessantly. And one of the things that she talked about in her book, you know, everybody knows that her and Tupac Shakur were really, really close. And, you know, when they released that, you know, they found out who killed Tupac, which they said this years ago. I don't know why this is such a revelation now. I don't know how many of you remember that, but it's a huge story quite some time ago. But, and it was the same individual. So I'm so clueless as to what the big Cooper is. But when they released that information, you know, they just started talking about a whole bunch of stuff between her and Tupac and with the release of her book, you know, this, you know, this information that she mentioned that he asked her to marry him and she says that he asked her to marry him while he was here in New York in Rikers Island. And she said that, you know, he was in really bad shape and, you know, he wanted to get married because he wanted somebody to hold him down while he was in jail. And she said that he didn't really need to do that because that was a boy. And she was going to hold him down. You know, she was going to ride it out with him. You know, he didn't need to get married in order to get that loyalty from her. And she said one of the reasons why she said no is because she said she knew that as soon as he got out, <laughs> he was going to divorce her. Yeah. She was like, listen, I knew what the deal was. I knew he was just asking me to marry him 
you know, just to make sure that I held him down. And then when he got out, he was going to divorce me, so I wasn't even going to waste either one of our time. He was her soulmate, and there was no reason for them to even go through all of that. So, you know, that that's really nice to know. And I'm just talking about the dynamic of just knowing that, you know, your people going to hold you down, you know, while you're away. Because, you know, when you go inside, you know, that's, that's a lonely time. You want to know you got somebody on the outside who's going to come and visit and who's going to make sure they keep money on your books and things like that. Now, I don't know about the visiting part. I don't know if she would have been willing to go to Rikers Island to visit him. But other than that, she was like, I had him. You know, I got you, I got you. You know, a lot of times once you go inside, honey, honey, you surely don't have those people that you think you had all that time. All right. I thought that was a little interesting for our celebrity who knew and knew. Speaking of celebrities, a couple of years ago, there was that big scandal with Jesse Smollett. And I have to tell you, they put his picture back up in the on the internet. Man talk about looking good. He looks at me. He looks fantastic. So everybody remembers that he had that huge scandal where he was ripped off. Boy, he, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether, you know, you thought whether he was being honest and he was really attacked. Remember, he alleged that he experienced the uh, hate crime. Remember? He said that he was attacked and two Trump supporters attacked him out in Chicago on the street as he was on his way home from getting his dinner. And he said that there was some racial and homophobic slurs. They, you know, spoke to him and they poured some substance on him, and there was a noose wrapped around his neck. Remember, that's what he talked about. But then the two brothers said that they paid him, that he, yes, he paid them $3,500 to stage this event. Yeah. And it was a really weird outcome because they found him guilty 
But he ended up, he was supposed to spend um, like two years or three years or something like that in jail. But he only spent like a couple of months and he had to pay like $120,000 of um, fines because they said that's how much the cops were paid to investigate the situation, and then he had to pay on top of that. He had to pay another $25,000 fine. Yeah, so they say that he's saying he's had like a tumultuous past few years and that he's going to get some professional help now. So he checked himself into a rehab treatment facility. Yeah. So it's an outpatient program, and he said he's doing this to improve his, I guess, his mental health and you know, he's taking the necessary steps to get himself together mentally and emotionally. Now, Jesse is 41 years old. And, you know, I I, I was thinking as I was reading this story, I'm like, did he really go through this here? I don't ever know whether I ever believed him or not. I don't think I ever came to a conclusion. So if you have, if you thought whether he did it or not, and listen, no judgment, because, you know, he's already been found guilty, but they let him go. So I don't know about that. But my thing is, well, why would the people lie on you and say that you hired them? But then on the other hand, you know, people have been known to lie. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. This was one situation where I was really split. I was really on the fence for this one. I couldn't come up with the conclusion, but nonetheless, Mr. Jesse Smollett is, you know, chilling (laughs) as he's going back and forth to the rehab center, you know, in and out, and, you know, we pray that, you know, whether he did this or not, he just might need some rehab. You know, he got his little empire uh, loan snatched away from him, remember? Yeah, they definitely took that from him in a heartbeat. That was gone. So they actually ended up ending that show without him. Yeah, he supposedly had gotten married and 
moved away to some country. And you think about it, whether he had to, and he lost some other movie deals, yes. So if you think about it, if he actually was innocent and he lost his acting career, because you haven't seen him on anything since or in anything since, and then, you know, that would be pretty traumatizing, you know, because he was on the come up. And if he did do it, he needs definitely needs some therapy because, you know, why go through all of that? Why go through all of that? You know, the attention that you thought you were going to get, you surely got it. And along with losing your acting uh, spots as well as paying like $150,000 pretty much in fines and knowing that you don't have any of that money to recoup. You can't recoup any of it because you didn't get no jobs. So either side, you're going to have to get some kind of... um, what do you call it? Some kind of therapy. So, wow. What else are we talking about today? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I don't want to do that story. I have like a, I mean, a ton of stories here that I want to talk about. Now, there's another story that I came across that I thought was kind of interesting. So, you know, all we've been hearing about is about these children getting their hands on a gun, and now they end up shooting another child. Well, we sure haven't run out of those stories because there's a pastor's three-year-old son who accidentally shot the two-year-old son. Yeah. Now, this is out in North Carolina, and the three-year-old, I was trying to figure out where in the world did he get this gun from, and it took forever to actually say it. But so they tell the story. And here's the thing, this entire article is of what the pastor said. Yeah. Now, normally, they don't write the stories like this. They give the stories and they'll quote, you know, every now and then, you know, what the perpetrator or the, you know, victim or, you know, somebody said or the person 
who they're pointing the finger at, who they are holding responsible, possibly, is saved. This here, almost the entire account is being given by this pastor. And like I said, it took forever for them to say where this gun came from because I was really, really interested in hearing where this gun came from. So this little boy, they said, now, I'm still trying to figure this one out. The pastor said that his older son got hold of a gun in the side door of the family's parked van and accidentally fired the weapon. Now, I'm going to say this again. The pastor says that his older son, who's three years old, got a hold of the gun in the side door of the family's parked van and accidentally fired the weapon, injuring the younger son, who's two years old. Now, this little two-year-old has been shot in the head. Yes. Yes. Shot in his head. And the pastor says it did go in behind his ear, but it went across the corner of the lower side instead of going through the brain. When have they taken all of this information, especially something like that, from the account of the person who's responsible. Normally, it's the doctor who says that or the, who do you call it, the, um, the uh, cops who say this. Yeah, and all of a sudden now, it's going to be the pastor who's doing all this talking. I mean, the entire article is pretty much written from the words of the pastor. And I'm reading this and I'm saying to myself, well, I don't want to hear from him because you were the negligent one. You were the negligent one. We're lucky it wasn't as bad of a damage as first thought. I'm like, this is all him. This is him. This is him. The pastor also said that his oldest son who fired the gun was in shock. Why are we hearing from him? But here's the thing that I thought was exceptionally interesting. So it says that it's going to be up to the DA to decide if charges should be filed in connection with the shooting. Now, since when 
since when normally every article I read, he's being charged with. She's being charged with. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a three-year-old who finds the gun that's on the inside of the door of a van and you not holding somebody responsible immediately, if that ain't negligence and the endangering of a child or endangerment of a child, one-on-one, but you're going to find out if you're going to charge the the pastor? Yo, again, this is out in North Carolina. I looked at the church that they had in the article. It don't look like one of our churches. So I have to tell you, it definitely looks like something where there's some racial issue going on, racist stuff. Because, man, this here, this is twisted. This is twisted. They had to airlift the baby to the hospital. And surprisingly, because the gun, um, because the bullet did not go through the baby's brain, he's going to make it. And we thank God for that. We thank God for that. Yeah, this is this is some kind of twisted story. Some kind of twisted story. Hmm. All righty. I'm going through my little arsenal of stories this morning. And let's see what else we're going to talk about. Hmm. Let's see what else we're going to talk about. Oh, this was a story that I thought was really, really interesting. They are still putting away individuals who was part of this insurrection. On January 6th. So the most recent one is the bullhorn lady. Yeah. Now, I thought this was really, really interesting. Oh, all right. Now, they're saying that she's the one. The reason why they call her the bullhorn lady is because she's the one mm-hmm, who smashed, excuse me, smashed the Capitol window with an ice axe. And she used the bullhorn to incite the other rioters. And 
They say after the attack, she remarked that the Capitol Hill police had to retreat into the building and fight back because patriarchs were relentless. Now, she's singing a new tune, and they say this seems to be the trend in these individuals who were found guilty of this, you know, of their behavior. And she's apologizing. I'm deeply saddened and ashamed of my conduct. I regret it, and it will never happen again. Now, let me tell you why that statement is interesting to me. First of all, you better believe that ain't happening again. You didn't have to tell anybody that that was never happening again. Well, I want you to know that this particular individual, I got to I gotta find it. Well, first of all, she's been sentenced to 57 months in prison. Now, they were going for eight years, but they ended up giving her, the judge ended up giving her 57 years. Now, homegirl, I got wait, I gotta, I gotta get this piece. All right, this woman should be, I mean, as I mean, really, really ashamed of herself. Let me, I got, I, I, I gotta find this thing here. Because this here, she is a Pennsylvania woman in her early 40s, right? Mother of eight and grandmother of six. How in the world, if you are a mother of eight and a grandmother of six, you got time to be out here writing with your bullhorn cutting up like this. Now, this is probably a blended family because she's kind of young to be having some eight kids and six grandchildren and all of that kind of people. So, it's definitely probably a blended family that she's uh, the mother of all these people and the grandmother of all these people. But the judge was not buying her apology. <laughs> he said that, no, you are sad now because they said in another article that she was mouthing off quite a bit like several others earlier when she had, when she was first caught because 
she didn't think they were going to get any time. She says that she was obsessed with keeping the former president in power. And, you know, they said that she, they believe she even conducted surveillance at a female legislator's home. So even with that, I thought that she would have gotten a little more time. But a judge didn't believe her that she was all that sorry. And he was like, uh, nah, you're going to jail. So, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of time, but it was enough time to kind of shake her up, to be honest. And I'm glad. I'm very, very, very glad because they really thought, they really, really thought that they were going to get away with this. They really thought this. They really, really thought this here. So, mm -hmm. all right. Let's head to the schools before I get my due time crew on here. So you got this charter school out in Las Vegas <laughs> where they have found that a substitute teacher is guilty of trying to get two children to kiss. <laughs> and she tries to back out of it. Now, these are two sixth graders. And she asks them in the classroom, who has a boyfriend and a girlfriend? And they said the kids themselves, themselves didn't feel comfortable. And somehow or another, she got them together and tried to kiss and tried to get the kids to kiss. So somehow or another, it got out. And one of the one of the um hold on um, one of the other teachers ended up asking the kids in the class what happened. They did their own little uh investigating and the kids told I don't know what she thought was gonna happen that the kids were not going to tell, but the kids ended up telling. And they said yes. She had asked them some inappropriate questions. She spoke with inappropriate language. Now, she's denying. She's denying that she even said any of this stuff here. Now, I don't know what in the world she thought. These were not babies. These were not babies. So you really failed. So now they're saying that, you know, being that the, they use some substitute school and they're letting the school do their own investigating since that's who hires 
the the school. You know, it's not where it it was one of their own. So they're letting the 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 uh, the substitute school do their own investigating. But you know, I don't. I, I'm really trying to understand. Do y'all want a job? Do y'all really want to work? Do you really, really want to work? Because it doesn't look like it. Anytime you're forcing the kids to kiss. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, all right. Now, I have a dilemma of the day, a dilemma story of the day. And I want you to tell me what you think, and I'm going to talk about it with the guys today. So there's this 18-year-old who had sex with the 16-year-old girl that he met on a dating app. Now, when the 16-year-old parents found out, they charged him with a sex offense. So he ended up taking the plea. They gave him no jail time, but that he would get seven years on the sex offender's registry. Now, when he was arrested, he was attending community college, and he was immediately put out of the school, but he ended up appealing, and he was allowed to graduate. Now, because he was on the sex offenders registry, it was real hard for him to get a job. So, after, they say he spent about three years with little income, and he only he only made a couple of dollars because of the difficulty in keeping a job or getting a job. They said that he had to spend hundreds of dollars in payments for court-mandated polygraph tests. So he ended up moving back in with his parents, and the neighbors were all upset about him being there as a registered sex offender. So him and his parents ended up moving into grandmother's house. Now, this this story is twisted. So the Bayesian Department mandated that he had to post signs on each of the entrances of the grandmother's house that read, no persons under 17 allowed on this property, which meant that not even his cousins could visit the grandmother. Because if they were under 17, they were also included in that group. 
So he ended up finding a job, but when he gave the probation officer the office address, now I don't know why he gave the office address because generally, oh, no, 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 I got it. Okay, it wasn't like that's where he lived. It was Okay, that's where he worked. He was told from the probation officer that he was too close to a school. And, you know, a lot of times you can't live or work within close proximity to a school. And this is where, this was one of his stipulations. So he had to quit the job. So he begged the probation officer to let him keep the job because he worked so hard to get the job. So the probation officer said, all right, go ahead and keep it, but you can keep it until the judge decides what you are to do. Well, are y'all ready for this? He was told by the judge that he was in violation of his probation and he should have quit immediately upon learning that the office was too close to the school. And he told the the, the, the guy, told the judge that he didn't quit only because he was waiting to hear the answer to the appeal and that he was given permission by the probation officer to continue to work until, you know, the judge decided. Now, all of this time had gone by, so he had three years left on the probation. Are y'all ready for this? Because of the technicality, the judge sentenced him to years in prison. Now, that is some kind of story. So there are many, many legs to this story here where he was, boy, was he stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I just want to walk this out. I want to walk this out with the guys because we've heard of this times, the beginning of the story is is so twisted. Let's see if our brother Al can even talk at this point. Good morning, brother Al. Are you available? Hey, good morning. I'm here. Chop of the morning. How are you doing? Happy Friday and all that good stuff. Happy Friday to you too, brother Al. How are you? I'm doing well now that it's Friday. Get away from these kids for a little bit, but I'm all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. I'm with you, Brother Al. I'm with you. All right. So, Brother, let me ask you something. We have heard over and over and over at nauseum 
about how many times a, 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 a male has slept with someone who was underage and that person who's underage lied about their age. Now, it seems to me that at this point, it shouldn't be the slam dunk where you're automatically guilty. It should be some type of consideration that you were told. Because a lot of times it's not coming back that they were not told that, you know, they were dealing with someone who was above the age of, you know, a minor. What do you think they need to do now? Don't go any further. Because I really want to talk about this right here. Because I think this is just going on a little too long. That there needs to be some other type of, I don't know how to say it, some, something else that they do when, when this, this is how it starts off. What do you think? Man, that's so crazy to do happen so much. But I think that, you know, if they put the person in, in jail for that, that he should be compensated in some type of way. And that you found out that this young lady didn't tell the truth, he should be compensated in some way, and there should be some consequences for the young lady as well. Oh, okay, so you're saying they should get some money back. Yeah, because now you didn't ruin my life. I'm put on as a sex offender just because you, I'm not sure, I can't remember. I don't know if you ever come off that list, but you didn't, you didn't tainted my rep, so how can I work anywhere? Like you said, what if I got a job that's by a school? I can't be over there. You know, so sometimes you can't even be around your own family member if they're at a certain age. So you, you didn't tainted my life. So, no, y'all need to pay because y'all should have investigated more, whatever the case may be. And, uh, no, yeah, I got to pay. Compensate me at some time where I can't get a job. I got to make a living. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's ask Pastor K.L. what he thinks. Good morning, Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Oh, Pastor K.L., this this has been a, a story that has been told over, 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 and over again about these um, men who have dated or slept with a woman or female, rather, female, who they find out the hard way that this is a minor. And she has told this story as to how she's of legal age. And then they find out that she's not. And yet the individual is still found guilty and ends up on this sex um, offender registry and, like Brother Al said, so many other different um, issues. If we stay right here, stay right here, what do you think should happen when they find out that she's lied about the fact that she was of age 
and he did not rape her or deal with the yeah. someone who they knew was a minor. Right. I, I think that's a touchy subject, and I and I say that because it seems to me that whether it was online dating service, there, there had to be a clause that asked you, was you 18 or above? I don't think any any company mm-hmm. or, or any, you know, dating service is going to put themselves in that kind of position where they, too, can be found guilty. So there had to be a clause where asked you, was you over the age of 18 or 18 and above, and you clearly said yes. So you clearly lied. So to me, within that by itself, you know, it, it would tell me that, that I had no idea because it said that she was of age to participate in what we were participating in. So I, I, I shouldn't be found guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's one of the things I thought about. I'm like, for this particular instance, like you said, this started from a dating app. You didn't meet her on the street. You didn't meet her in the store. This started from a dating app. And automatically, you're not allowed to be on no date app at 16 years old or anywhere right. younger than, uh, like you said, of, of legal age or consenting age. So what do you think they need to do when they find out, when they come to the conclusion that he did not lie? Because in this particular case, there, there had to be some concession, and I'll tell you why. Because, Pastor Kale and Brother Al, this is how you know there was some level of concession, because as Brother Al said, generally, you don't come off the sex offender registry. But for right. him, they gave him a plea. He took no jail time and was given seven years on the sex offense registry. So there had to be some concession for the fact that she lied. But what do you think should happen? Should have happened instead of the plea, or is or do you think the plea and seven years was fine? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I I think there should have been a public apology. There should have been a written apology that that he had on record. You know, and I'm with Brother Al. You know, there should have been a financial compensation for my emotional distress. Because I don't care what you say, you know, emotionally, I, I'm, I'm distressed because I didn't, I, I've done nothing wrong in my mind anyway. And now I got all caught up in this red tape and the parents are appalled. The, the parents of the girl is appalled. But what happened to what the girl did? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pastor Vinny has just joined us, so he will uh, comment. I'll give him an opportunity to comment on the next leg of of this journey because I, I really want to walk through this journey because this is some kind of story. So really quickly, there's a young man, 18 years old, who picks up someone on the dating app who's 16. He ends up sleeping with her and come to find out that she lied and said she was of age and she really wasn't. Her family is appalled, as Pastor Gail said, and now 
they pressed charges, and he's now um, he's given an opportunity. So he takes a plea of no jail time and seven years on a sex offense registry. Now, the next leg of this story, he's attending community college at the time. So because he's now on the sex offender registry, they immediately expelled him. Is that fair, Brother Al? All right, maybe Brother Al can't talk right now. So we're going to speak to uh, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, family. Good morning. Forgive me. And uh, thank you for allowing me to take care of Pastor Brenda for a couple of weeks. Um, oh, no problem, no problem, no problem. Glad to have you with us. Better. Glad to have you with us. Good. Very good. Glad to hear. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Becoming yeah, these stories are becoming more and more common. They're, they're, they're becoming yeah, more and more so. common. You know, um, these uh, you don't you don't have to tell the truth to, to have access. You don't have to tell the truth to wreck to absolutely wreck somebody else's whole life. Because this is this is what we have here. We have this young man thought he was. Uh, you know, following the the new the new normal. If you need a date, pick up the phone. Yeah, and and dial dial a whatever. You know, but the, the, there's, 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 there is there is no way to ensure that that both people on on either side of that phone phone call are telling the truth. It, and this is this this Absolutely. is really bad. This is really bad, but the the the, the penance, the, the cost should should uh, really you know uh, dictate the crime. It should it should I mean this guy's his whole life because seven years on a on a register is really only the beginning because if he does anything else in life, that that is always going to come up. Right, right, you know, right. This is going to go down in history for, for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he's going for a job, You're if right. he's going for, uh, you know, uh, uh, back back to school, he can't do it. You know, um, it, 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 is, it is really, you know, scary. It is really scary. And... Um, you know, it, it, it's really time for, um, for I guess the female to, to really start paying paying her dues when she uh, actually is the cause of all of this uh, mess. <laughs> that's that's the only way I can put it. You know, if she was honest. Wait, 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 we get there. Okay. Don't go no further. Don't go no further. I'm going to break. We're 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 because t- we're taking this <laughs> we're taking this in stages because there's a lot of legs to this particular story, and one wow. of the we're at the point of when he he was in he was in community college 
when he was arrested. And the, the question on the floor now is they they threw, they put him out of school because he's, right. on the, he's now on the sex offender registry. Is that fair? Now, forget about the fact whether he's guilty or not, but he's on the mm-hmm. sex offender registry. Should he be disallowed to attend community college? Mm. have an option to do it virtually where he's not around other students does he no they put him out they put him out right it didn't say right it doesn't say that they put him out of physical attendance Mm-hmm. But they say he was attending community college and he was immediately expelled. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like he right. was even given an option of taking this class or these classes online. Right. No, I I I I think he. he I, I think there should be a, another option, you know. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a catch twenty two. Okay, so you yeah. so no. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Okay. So no. he should be he should be yeah. allowed to stay, based on the fact that as long as he's able to to stay at home or do this virtually, but he should not yeah. be in a physical class. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Pastor KL, what's your vote? Should he be allowed to, or should he be expelled immediately from this, this school, from school, community college? I, I, I really don't think so, especially with, with the facts that, that's given. Um, also, I'm trying to figure out and, and I guess there is a possibility, but I'm trying to figure out if in college, if there's anyone under 18 in college. And if not, I don't, he, he, he didn't break any law or, or uh, break the probation or, or, or whatever you, you call it. You know, if, if, if anybody's 18 and above in college, what, what harm is, 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 is he doing? First of all, he didn't do any harm at all, but since the legal system is saying that he did, then, then what is he doing, you know, to 18s and above? Yeah, based based on what? Okay. Parameter. Okay. All right. Well, no he appealed. He appealed, and they allowed him to graduate. So I guess somebody came to a different, you know, frame of, you know frame of mind, and they they allowed him. To, to actually go ahead and finish school. Now, here's the next way. Hey, you he, didn't ask it's me. It's difficult for him to get a job. <laughs> Hello? That's Al. That's Al. You said you didn't ask him. I did. I, I yeah, came he, to you first. Out. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I look at me. 
think he should be allowed to attend it online. You know, once your name is on that sex offender list, it's a lot come with it. And to answer uh, Pastor Kel, there are some kids that come to college 16 and 17. I've seen it happen. So, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're not trying to risk it. So I, I think that he shouldn't be able to go physically, but to go online, he should be able to, you know, uh, do it virtually. Okay, okay. All right, so he was allowed to attend physical college at the end of the day, and he did graduate. Now, for some reason, he has to take random polygraph tests, and that's court-mandated. So because he has a hard time finding a job, he moves back in with his parents. Now, because he has to go on the sex offender registry for 2525 Mockingbird Lane, the neighbors are up in arms, and they are making his life, I guess their life, miserable. So now they move with Grandma. They move to Grandma's house. Now, they get to Grandma's house, and now they stipulate that there must be signs put on the door on the entrance wow. of each <laughs> on on each of the entrance doors that reads no persons under 17 allowed on this property which also means that not even the cousins are allowed to visit. Is this extreme, too extreme, Brother Al? Uh, now, now, who who um made uh, said to put up the sign? Was it the grandparents or or the or the law told them to do it? No, this is this is the uh, this this is the probation authority who was saying wow. that okay. you have to now, now because he lives in Grandma's house. Wherever grandma lives, you have to put this sign on each of the entrance doors of her house. Is this too extreme? Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's, that's too extreme. And they're violating because you, all you have to do is if he's in that area, they will put him on a list for that area. But to put it on the door... Yeah, I, I think that's, that's that's extreme right there, and it's bad too because he wasn't wrong. But um, yeah, that's extreme right there. Okay, uh, Pastor Vinny, is this too yeah. extreme? That is over the top. <laughs> that is that is okay. way over the top, because what happened to his rights? You know. You know, I, I, <laughs> okay. You know, because okay. He, I mean, 
that's that. So he, so he is really a, a prisoner in his in his in his own house, and it's and it's, it's not even really of his own doing. <laughs> you know. He, okay. Okay. Way way over way over the top. All right. Pass the chaos. Is this too extreme? I, I think while it's too extreme, you know, I, I, I do say it is of his own doing. I mean, he, he made this decision to do what he did in spite of not oh. knowing stuff. You know, and, and a lot of yeah. a lot of times we get into situations just doing stuff and not, not researching, not doing our due oh. diligence. And, you know, the, the outsiders don't necessarily know the whole story. They just know uh-huh. that he's on the sex offender list and I have to protect my daughter or, or my niece or my granddaughter, that, that type of uh, thing. So you got to look at it from both sides. I think it, 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 it's, it's overkill. It's almost like Christmas when you put lights out on your house and you put a thousand lights as opposed to just one <laughs> Santa Claus. You know what I mean? It, it's overkill. You know, we know ho, ho, ho is here. You know, we, we don't have to... Uh, put it in, in, in neon lights, and I think that's what we're doing. We we know that that he's on the registry. We don't have to put him in neon lights. We understand that already. Mm-hmm. All righty, all righty. Well, there's the next leg to this. So he finally gets a job. He's been working hard to find a job. Remember now, he's mandated to work. He has to work because he's on probation. So he finally finds a job, but the location of the job, because he's in a jurisdiction where you're not allowed, because you're on a registry, you're not allowed to work near a place where kids congregate, such as a school, daycare center, park, things like that. He can't work there. So he's supposed to quit. The probation tell, probation officer tells him, you need to quit your job. Mm-mm. Is this overkill? <laughs> Brother Al. Wow. You know, I, I mean, they're, they're, they're following the rule because he's, been registered as a sex offender, so I wouldn't say it's on the top because, and again, too, if they have family function and there's no kids, he cannot go. You know, that's just the whole thing of being on that uh, sex offender list. So I wouldn't say that's extreme. They basically go on by what the law is. It's sad, but they go on by what the law is. Okay. Okay. Pass the V. He, he has to work. <laughs> He finally finds a job, but it's in the jurisdiction or it's in the vicinity of these areas where children congregate. And he has to, he's told he has to quit. Is this overkill? He he has to work. You know, look... The, the the parole the parole board they need to find him a job. <laughs> if, if if he is if he is 
illegible to work anywhere that, that they need to find this 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 man a job. Is, is he innocent or, or or is he guilty? You know, is is he is he innocent or is you know this this is the catch twenty two, and he he he's catching the bottom of the shoe at every corner. You know, I, I, okay. You know, it's that's it, all right. Yeah. Pastor Minister, let him work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pastor KL, what say you? I I really think you know it's it's a catch twenty two on this thing. You know, I'm, I'm mandated that I must work, but I must work in a cave. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any cave jobs on on in the news. You know, looking for people. You know, at any place you go at this point. There's going to be either I'm serving children, I'm around children, you know, it, 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 it's difficult, you know, and then my, my next question would be, let's, let's just say for, high, for, 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 for no arguments that I did do this, but now I want deliverance and, 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 I, and I want to know God, I can't even go to church in fear that there's children in church. So now what do I do? Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't right. even get me together. I can't even get me right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the law is against me. You know what I mean? The, the, the people yeah. on the, the neighbors are against me. And now it's going to be seemingly like the church is against me. So uh-huh. what do I do? But I, I think he should, he should be able to work. Yeah. All righty. All righty. Well, the probation officer, here's his plea. <laughs> you know, listen, you want me to work? I can't work. Everywhere I work is going to be where some children are. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? So the probation officer says, okay, let the judge make, deal with the appeal. I, I'm going to let you work because I understand. But the judge has the final say. He goes before the judge, and the judge says, hey, you should have quit as soon as you found out that the children were near the workplace because that's the law. That's your restriction. I don't care nothing about your plight. That's your restriction. And he subsequently puts him in jail. Now, he's Uh, already kind of climbed through. He's climbed through. He has seven years of uh, on sex, sex sex registry he's gone through four of the years already so he's now down to three years left with no problem only problem is the work issue ends up coming up well the judge puts him in jail for six years because he didn't quit the job and he violated the rule that he cannot work by the the children's location. Is this fair? Brother Al. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah, can you go to the next one? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you know I'm busy. You know I'm busy. 
Is this fair that we gotta go through this, brother? Al? <laughs> we got we, we got to go now. <laughs> I don't find I don't find that funny. I don't find it funny at all. <laughs> So many suicides in jail. This this guy is trying mm. to do trying to do the right thing. Trying to do the right thing and he's and he's met with obstacles at every turn. Every turn. And and, and it's for the cancer, you he's gone through, you know, four years already and no no issues, no no reoccurrences, no you know, because he, in all actuality, is a good guy. So where is where is the the, the, the commendation for good behavior? You know, this is this is is really what what state is this? They <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. I'm not going there. Tell where it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me see where this particular um, location is. Actually, they don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they don't say. All righty. Okay. So, oh, Pastor KL, what are we talking yeah. about here? Well, I'm going to be honest, and, and, and this might turn a few heads, but I, I, I think that the judge was correct, and I'll tell you why. I, 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 I as anybody know, I run, a, I run retail stores, and I'm the boss, and I have assistant managers. But now if the boss tells you not to do this, <laughs> you go to the assistant who works for the boss, and he gives you some kind of other um, direction after the boss already told you not to do this, then you and the boss deals with whatever consequences, you and the assistant deals with whatever consequences you get. Now, if I'm fighting for my life and the judge who has my life in his hands tells me I cannot do this, but yet I let the person under the judge say, oh, go ahead and do it and we'll see what the judge said. The judge already said no. So so why are we why are we trying to wait again for him to say and again I say no yeah. no I I got to quit that job and go somewhere else it didn't look good the first time why do I think uh, it's gonna look good the second time okay 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 uh brother Al oh yeah um. Can you tease again? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. 
But um, you know, I, I'm sorry, though, the truck going by. I, I'm I, I'm in agreement with Pastor KL. You know what he should have did was spoke to his lawyer. You know, because it sounds like this guy got it out for him. You gonna tell him, well, you don't have you go ahead and do it and let the judge tell you. You know, so it sounds like it, it sounds like they got it out for him. Or did he did he do something? And karma's coming back. You know, I'm thinking about all this stuff. What has this man done that he, that is coming back on him like this? You know, so yeah. um, again, the, the the law is the law. You know, sometimes we look at things and we're like, oh, that's not fair. But they're not gonna change the law, especially if he's our if he's on our side of the fence. He should hang it up. Yeah. But, you know, they. You know, he he should have checked with his lawyer. He should say, you know what, this probation officer said this. Let me check with my lawyer and see. So unfortunately, it went different for Okay, okay, okay. You know, uh, here we know the inside story. We we know that from the very beginning, this young man innocently went into this agreement to have sex with someone who he thought was of age. What, and see, Pastor Kale kind of went ahead um, of the situation where I was going with this. What is the forgiveness area and level for the sex offender who knowingly offends? And who now has a change of heart, how, how do you move forward? You can see how they can easily get smacked at every step, every stage of this game, they can get stuck. How do we work towards a forgiveness, um, you know, in society? Or do we work towards forgiveness as a society? Brother Al, let's start with you. Man, we, we, we have to forgive. We have to. God tell us to forgive. And I think that we have to... Uh, we have to pray. We have to get God involved and give us to give us a forgiving heart because we want God to forgive us. So we we have to forgive. Is it hard? Yes, because it's easy for us to say. But then, if it's in your backyard where your child was, you know, uh, a victim, you know, it's even harder. So we definitely have to result to uh, to God and ask Him to give us a forgiving heart. But we have to forgive and, and move forward. Okay, saying that, we just went through stages where you said he's got to go to jail. Is that, and I'm, just, I'm asking, I'm asking because I need, I'm, I'm asking for clarity because this, this, this is, this is a real, woo, this is a real situation here where you're trying to, on earth, get the ability, like you said, move on, move forward. 
how do you move forward? How do we allow these people as a society to move forward when every step they take, somebody's smacking them down? So, Brother Al, you said move forward. How does that happen? We're dealing you with sound our like you can move forward when you sit up in jail. No, no, I understand, but we're dealing with our consequences because even God forgive us, but we do something. He forgive us, but there's also consequences we deal with. You know, <laughs> hey, I forgive you. It's just like if your your son or your child steal from you. You know, hey, you know what? I forgive you for doing it, but <laughs> there's some consequences that come behind it. So you have to deal with those consequences. You know, of your action and, and deal for it. Did he, like I said, did he know this girl was 16? No, then you should know the law. You should, you should have did more research. And people look at it and may think it sounds harsh, but you have to figure, you have to find this thing. A woman in a minute will tell you, if you ask the age, a woman in a minute will tell you, oh, it's not good to ask a woman at age. Well, you better. Look what happened. So, you know, yeah, you forgive him, but you also got to deal with the consequences and move forward. Just because okay. I forgive you don't mean you shouldn't so get consequences for your actions. So at what point, and I ask you again, how do you allow this person to move forward? Well, again, when he gets out of prison, because you know what happened, the law was broken. When okay, he gets okay. out of prison, he knows, to, he knows to move differently now. While you got this time, you need to read up on the law, okay, because you're still going to be registered as a sex center. What can I do? What cannot I do? Okay. All righty. Because um, that's what I was looking for, because you can't say move forward and you ain't got no answer. So, okay, so mm-hmm. after after the jail term is served, then you can take the steps to literally move forward. All right, Pastor Vinny, we're talking okay. about forgiveness. We're talking about, you know, um, as Brother Al said, moving forward. How do we as a society help facilitate forgiveness here on earth? Hmm. But if somebody, somebody, has, somebody has to take the step to give this this young man an opportunity. You know, he has he he has wrecked his life. He has well his his life has been wrecked, but as long as he has breath in his body, he's still a human being and he, and he deserves a an opportunity, you know, to to start over. Um you know, we those that that have that have like uh like that's chaos, you know. You you're running retail stores. You're running. You have different opportunities, you know. And um, you know, maybe maybe people that give them a chance, you know, you get a little bonus. You get a little, you know, uh, you know, tax abatement or or, or or something like that. Because if without without help, without additional help. He's going to be in that same uh, cycle for the rest of his life. I mean, once, okay. once do you ever 
do you ever really go off that register, or is it, or is it, you know, uh, forever? You know, anytime they pre- click up your name, you're gonna have an asterisk by you by your name. Yes, most people who go on the sex offender registry do not come off. Wow. You are branded for life. This is a rare occasion where he was given a certain amount of years, and that's why I said it had to be because there was some concession given for the fact that uh-huh. he did lie. So they they did not mandate that he remain like the average sex offender, but mm. he was given an opportunity to take a plea mm-hmm. because of her dishonesty. So, okay, okay. Pastor KL, how do we help facilitate forgiveness here on earth? Well, first of all, you know, the Bible says every time I try to do good, evil is always present. So every time this young man tried to do it by by the book, here came something else. You know, you, you, you have to, at this point, you know, you, you can forget about the lawyer. You can forget about the doctor. You can forget about the judge. You, you need God. You know, I, I've seen God. I, I, I've, I've seen him dissolve debts. So when we say, can, can you get off this list? Yeah, I, I believe you can get, all, you can get off some, some, some list because I've seen God do it. There's one thing that I know that the list that I want to be on is that my name's been signed. You know what I mean? So, so if 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 you get connected with God, you know, say certain things within you will change. You know, God will order your steps so things can be begin to change over a period of time. Because the Bible says that man will fail you all the time. So we keep on looking for man to help us out of certain situations that have no power to do it. But in God, God holds all power. So if you connect yourself to the true vine then we won't have to worry about some things. And then people will have to forgive you because of whose you are. Not because of who you are, but because of the God that's on the inside. Listen, they said, give me Barabbas. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Jesus did nothing wrong. But yet the, the, the men, you know, and the women decided that that's who they want. You know, but uh-huh. trust in God. God, God. God can make it work for you. That's how we begin getting forgiveness. We first have to forgive ourselves for the stupidity uh-huh. we put ourselves in and, and look uh-huh. in the mirror and say, what did I do to be a part of this? Because in, 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 in all reality, yes, he didn't, he didn't know, but, but he didn't want to know either. He, 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 did, he didn't look into it deeper. So you have, to, you have to see how did I become a part of this? What did I do? What should I have done? And then forgive yourself, stop being mad at yourself, stop being mad at people, and go to God and let God work it out. All right, all right. All right, I have a question. Do we open up church service for the sex offender? Do we have separate church service for the sex offender? who cannot be around certain individuals. Brother Al. 
Um, I'm yeah. You know, I think that's on a on, on a right track of getting this man on point. You know, because okay, you made this mistake. You're seeing that society is beating him down. We're talking about forgiving and moving forward. I would say yes. You know, if I was a pastor of the church and 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 heard this man's story, you know, I would do a separate service for him, even if it's just me and him. You know, but I, I would do it. So now he's been denied working, he's been denied freedom, and now you're gonna deny him God. Just nobody can deny you that, but you're gonna deny him um, fellowship, and I should say. You know, so yeah, I would I would do a separate service. I would. Okay, okay. Pastor Vinny, do you open up a separate service for the sex offender? I'm not mm. talking about whether they knew or not. I'm talking about the sex offender who is a bona fide sex offender, but who has that change of heart. There, there are a lot of um, a lot of churches have men's groups. And uh, th- this will be a good uh, a good place for them. Being with, being with other men uh, that would, pro- would would really strengthen strengthen him uh, to 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 look at his options and and to 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 continue his life. Um, you know, it's it's probably the only thing that we could. Uh, could could uh control you know you can't control a whole uh church congregation but you can control a, a smaller group uh, you know outside of uh uh these help 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 groups with a bunch of sex offenders you know at least with with the men's group it will be it will be somewhat more normal um that you could talk about life and not always have that 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 singular question of, you know, okay, you know, how do we how do we you know get out of this this cycle? So uh, I I say I say a, a small men's group will be good. Okay, all right, Pastor KL, do you have What's a separate church service? Well, I don't know if it's a, it's a separate church server, but to Pastor uh, Vinny's point, you know, I know Brother Al has a, has a men's Bible study every other Tuesday, which which I think would be good. Um, I, I personally would probably start you off with, you know, with, with, with a Bible study, you know, I mean, with, with, with certain men, you know, coming together. Because now we're saying that he is a sex offender. He, he's bona fide, does it. Um, and it said, do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. So why would I put you in a situation where, where, where this is what, what you're lusting after? You know, we, we have mm-hmm. to, we have to kill that lust. We have to kill that spirit man right. that's on the inside of you first, you know? So I think we would have something separate where, where of course it would be inclusive in God because we, we, re- we realize and we recognize that you need God in your life. However, if I put you in a congregation in the very beginning, your mind is going is not going to be listening to anything I say because you're no. going to be looking and looking. You're, it's almost like you're in, at a buffet and you don't know what to start at first. So yeah. I have to get you away from the food. 
You know, yeah. and, and I have to be able to, to speak into your life and I have to be able to show you godly principles, you know, so, so that, that we can we can kill the flesh, if you will, so that so that so that the spiritual man can take over. Okay. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I wanna give you an opportunity to speak directly to someone who might be listening. Whether it's that sex offender, whether it's a murderer, whether it's a thief, regardless of who you are, and you feel like you just can't catch a break, what do you say? Speak directly to them, Brother Al. Okay. Um, I would say to that person that's listening that may be going through this situation, turn to God. You can't go wrong with having him on your side, you know, um, be able to admit what you're doing. Okay, what I've done was wrong, and there's consequences. Now you want to go into how can I fix this? Because God can fix anything. How can I fix this? And then take those steps and be prepared because people are going to judge you. People are going to talk about you. So you got to be prepared for all those steps. So I would say take one step at a time to deal with it, but definitely um, – Bring God in on your side, and, and he definitely will help you work it through. Okay. Thank you, Brother Al. Thank you. And we thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray you have a blessed day. You do the same. Thank you. Pastor Vinny, what word of encouragement? Speak directly to the listeners. You know, so often uh, when we when we're frustrated, we want to find a shortcut. We want to we want to do what the least to get the most bang for our buck, as it were. But there is no shortcuts when we're trying to get our life right. When we're trying to uh, get realigned especially in the society, because the laws are not written for you. But the Bible is written for you. The Bible says, for whoever would believe and come, whoever will believe, let him come and taste of the fruits of God. God is not going to tie us up. God is not going to, you know... Back in the day, they called it a, a trick bag. God is honest. He's pure. He's holy. He's everything that is good. He's everything that we need. So we want, we want, we would encourage you to do everything that you can do to get closer to God. Get closer to God, and 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 and, and that's by getting with people who truly. Know God. Find a, a, a mentor, um, that, that a, a Christian mentor, not just somebody that understands the sociology, but somebody knows that, that at the end of this, this, this journey, uh, we have a, a, a home that's not built with hands, but a home in the heavenlies where we'll spend eternity with God. So we need to give it all. Give it all. Everything that we have, give it to God. And again, let him work out our soul salvation. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Vinny. And we thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have Amen. a blessed weekend. All thank right. you. You too, Pastor Vinny. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Pastor KL. Speak directly to your listeners. Well, I, I think my, my, my counterparts did a great job. You know, God God is definitely the key. You know, he, he is the beginning and the end to everything that you're doing. You know, a lot of times we don't catch it in the beginning, and we wait until our back is up against the wall to need to figure out what's the ending. You know, and if you don't have God in your life, it, it, it's just not going to work out. You know, I, I heard Brother Al said, you know, you know, ask what what can I do now? No, no, God, what 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 are you going to do? You know, because I I can't do nothing. You know, I, I've tried all these things, and it brought me into this situation. So obviously, I am not experienced. I'm not adept. I'm not qualified to decide what to do now. So God, I put it all. I give it all to you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Wherever you tell me to go, I'm going to go. Whatever you tell me to say, I'm going to say. Because everything I've tried to do, say, and went did not go in my favor. So, so God, I surrender all. See, we have to get to that point where we just surrender all to him. That, that, that nothing I do is without you allowing me to do it, without you telling me to do it. You know, I, I just can't do it on my own anymore. And once you get to that point, once you can humble yourself down, and see, that's the key. Once you can humble yourself down and realize that you can do nothing without God. Once you realize that your get-rich schemes is not going to work, that your getting-out-of-trouble schemes is not going to work, that if I just lie a little bit that I can get over, it's not going to work because it's going to catch up and follow you. Once you can realize that it's not about you, but it's all about God, God will make sure that you are okay at the end. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor KL. Thank you for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Some thought-provoking stuff. We're talking about today. Let me give you this benediction. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's Romans 8, 38, and 39. And as we're speaking to those who feel their back is up against the wall, they've made a decision that we eat these consequences right about now. I can't seem to duck or dodge what happens no matter which way I turn, no matter how hard I try, I just can't seem to catch a break. 
and we've watched a young man. We, we, we're talking about a young man who we can hear that just got caught up, whether he could have actually done a little more research or whether he did. You know, we don't really know whether he did his research, quote-unquote, or not. But we do know that this is a very common issue. And most times when it comes to men, you just literally care less whether you're underage or not. You're just going for what you're going for. But, again, you know, as we said earlier, there is an assumption of, you know, legal age because you're even on this site. But for those who are bona fide guilty, you know, we know that this is very um, real. We know we have these sex offenders out here who are real and need to be on this list. Well, whether you're a sex offender or whether you're not a sex offender and you're just, you know, you're just behind consequence or consequences of a decision that you made, it, it it can be real tough. And we have all been at that junction where we've made some decision and we're not eating the consequence and the fruit of that decision. But the one thing I love is the fact that regardless of what man will or will not do, what man will enable you to do or disable you to do, there is God. And I don't want to say there is a God because it makes it seem like there's just multiple options out here. There is God. God who understands whether you're truly repentant or not. God who understands whether, you know, when you say, God, I'm not going to do this no more, whether they're really going to do it or not. Because, you know, a lot of times you go into prayer and your mind really ain't made up that you're not going to do this thing no more. you trying to figure out how you're going to get it done without getting caught the next time. But God knows whether you really have a contrite heart or not, whether you're really repentant or not, whether there's real remorse or not. And at that point, here's what I want to say to those who might be in this situation Sometimes our consequence just has to be lived out and there's no turning back. So in other words, let's let's utilize, let's say, a guy who commits murder and he has to live the rest of his life in jail. You know, he's been sentenced to life without parole, without the possibility of parole. That's a consequence that you're going to have to eat for the rest of your life. You ain't coming up out of that jail. You have to live out what you've done in the consequence of your life. You still need to give your life to the Lord. You still have to understand that there is a second life. And it can either be, as Pastor Vinny said, a life that will be lived 
in God's eternity and have eternal life, or there will be eternal damnation. This is not the only life you have to live. So you still need to find your way on the other side of understanding, you know what, I messed up. And I made a decision that I can't come back from. And I'm going to have to eat these circumstances. I'm going to have to eat these consequences. And if it means that I have to now serve the rest of my life in jail for murder or whatever the situation is, whatever the consequences that you're going to have to eat for the rest of your life, then I'm going to have to understand that God still gave me another chance. Still gave me another chance because he didn't close my eyes before I accepted him. Because once that happens, there is no opportunity for me to make it right with him. If he closed my eyes before I made it right with him, then there's a huge possibility I'm going to hell. But because God gave me another chance, then I have to find my way into his bosom. I've got to find my way right at the foot of the altar and at the feet of God that I'm asking for forgiveness. And although forgiveness may not look like freedom, and I may be able to walk out of this jail or walk out of this consequence, I still know that God has forgiven me and that I may have have the opportunity at eternal life. Give your life to God as has been said by the gentleman. There is no better decision you will ever make in your life than to give God your life right now. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time school, my men, for always coming through big time and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you've already given your life to Christ, then please utilize this time to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Monday, God spares where we will be shaking the Monday morning blues. Until then, I love you.